Today's podcast is brought to you by Bevel. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for people with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Get clearer, smoother skin in as little as four weeks when you start shaving with your Bevel razor. Go to getbevel.com forward slash Jack to check out their products and support this podcast. Internet, so you're listening to the Combat Jack Show. I'm your host, Combat Jack. Yo, what's up, A King? What's good, my man? I'm good. How you, man? You know, I'm in the cut, man. I'm fighting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I'm still kind of like healing mm-hmm. from the surgery I had. Damn, it's been like going on a month now. Shit. Yes, um, Internet, so once again, you know, I thank you for your overwhelming support, man. And you guys have been reaching out and the visits that I've been getting and the mail and it's just been incredible, man. Y'all really humbled me. Um, let me see if I have any updates, man. I still got this shit bag, which is, you know, I had somebody come over here and they were like, yo, don't be too heavy on yourself. Just look at it as you transferring energy. And I don't know if that helped, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it kind of took the load off. Shit bags, I'm telling you, man, a month in, shit bags are not fly. Um, a King came over recently, gave me a haircut. You know what I'm saying? Gave me the Caesar. See, boy's looking fresh. Lost all my weight. Lost 30 pounds. So I can't wait to get back in the gym. Um, you know, I see my doctor on Monday. So that's when I start to plan my plan of attack in terms of, like, how I'm going to, you know, approach the situation. But I just want to say, Internet, that I feel great, man. It's not been a day where I felt, you know, I might, this shit might be repetitive, but there's not been a day, man, when I felt fearful or down or negative. Like, I just feel in my heart of hearts that I got this. And as long as y'all continue to support your boy, this shit is a wrap. Um, and the king, man, what's up with you, man? How you been, man? Yo, first of all, shout out to Mena. Yes. A lot's going on. And uh, it's, it's very important, like, you know, just check up on your people, man. Check up on your loved ones. You know, I know sometimes we get caught up in this Twitter and Instagram shit and, um, you know, you see a tweet and, and you know, people kind of like use that as a as a gauge to someone's well-being. But just reach out. Say, yo, what up? You good? You know? And um, You know what? The internet might worry about what we just said. My boy, man, is great. Just reach out to him and give him love, man. Yeah. Give us all love. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. The whole crew. What else? What else? What else, man? Um. Yeah, so I'm just amped, internet. I'm amped, like. I see you. Yeah, t- I see you still. Yeah. You still tweeting this stuff, right? That's a good thing. I mean, you know, You're still active. The, yeah, my, I would say right now, my biggest fear, my biggest challenge, is that after three weeks, being kind of stationary, um, boredom. Boredom is a real scary thing, man. Mm. When you re- when you realize that, yo, like getting into this routine or having to, you know, establish a routine in my day because days come by and days go and it's like, fuck, I got to do this shit for a while. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I got the best advice from my boy, Tuma Bossy. He called me today from Spotify. Shout out to Tuma. And he was telling me, yeah, he was telling me how his mom's defeated cancer three times. Wow. And I was like, how the fuck 
could she even wrap her brain around that shit or wrap her heart around that shit to have that cover to attack this bitch three times and he was like yo you know it's very overwhelming when you're sitting in the situation that I'm in right now and looking in the future and being like yo how do I go from zero to full health how do I go from zero to a million and that shit in itself is overwhelming but he was like his mom really approached it on a day-by-day basis. Right. And just gauging my day by day by day. So I got to acclimate my mind to that. Because, you know, I'm an ambitious motherfucker, man. I want to keep going and going and going. But a lot of my peoples have been telling me, like, yo, Reg, slow the fuck down. You just had major surgery. Mm-hmm. You healing. And the battle's ahead. So just gauge yourself. So, I mean... All I got to say, Internet, is once again, keep sending me love. The love has been the most powerful thing. Y'all niggas make me cry, too, sometimes, and I love that. Like, crying, like, crying right now has become one of my favorite things. Like, crying tears of joy, of appreciation, Mm. is just, like, the most amazing thing. Because, here we go, King, we started this thing seven years ago, right? Right. And, you know, we've been in our silo and we understand that, yeah, we, you know, we, we shifted the culture and, you know, we inspired a whole generation of amazing people in this podcast space mm-hmm. and yeah, all of that. But like when you really hear how, you know, like Charlemagne, I spoke to Charlemagne earlier this morning, he came by and he was like, yo, it's fucked up that we don't get our roses until we're dead until we're sick i was like yo but charlemagne even though i'm getting my roses when i'm still sick i'm still alive and this shit is amazing like getting my roses right now internets i can't thank y'all enough man i'm about to break down right now but i'm not going to do that uh, i just can't take uh thank y'all enough for the fucking thousands of roses y'all have blessed upon me and it's my responsibility it's my duty to get by this, to pass this, to overcome this shit so that I can continue to inspire as many of y'all as possible. Yo, let's get to the show, man. Damn. That was deep, what? brother. Was it? Well, yeah. But but we're going we gonna to continue to give you more roses. And encourage, yeah, I'm going to take them shits. And give more roses. I'm going to take them shits. Let's you do know? it. Give, give yeah, com- let's give roses. Give combat some more roses, y'all. Yo, shout out also to um, the Rosenthal's. You know, Jeff and Eric, they stopped by. Yes. They just left the apartment. Um, maybe about half an hour ago, very touching. You know, just even them, man. Like, you know, just mm. always having a spot in my heart for those guys because I love their momentum and them coming up here and telling me face-to-face how much I mean to them. Like, that shit, like, it's so inspiring. All I got to tell y'all internets is, like, you know, I'm not the best cat. I'm not. I'm not an angel. I'm sure there's some people that be will tell you, I'm a fucked up cat. Not that many, but a few. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I got my laugh back though. I can laugh now. <laughs> but all I gotta tell y'all, man, is trust your heart, mm. and as much as possible, man, do good, man. Do good by other people, man. Um, if y'all are accomplished or if y'all are ahead in your career, in your life, and somebody steps to you, man, and y'all ain't that busy to take some time out and give them advice, man. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? As long as you, if you know what I'm saying, if you're ahead of the game and some cat is on your heels because they're ambitious, don't make it a competitive thing, man. Show love and embrace. Because that's the only thing I could, could explain that I could figure out why I'm getting so much love is because I've given so many of y'all love and I, I love that shit. I'm not going to stop. And now that the love that y'all giving me is, is pushing me forward. I could go on and on and on, man. This shit could be a ser- fucking sermon. I don't want to be fucking Rev Combat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All I want to do is combat this cancer and do our one-two every week and continue because this shit don't stop. And bomb out dance. Oh, shit, King. Uh-oh. Yeah, Cardi. Wait, oh, oh, damn. I didn't even introduce our guest yet. But we wait, wait, we, we, go ahead, we go, go, go. supposed to go ahead, go. get into our guest in go a ahead, second. Go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think you know, we want to introduce, like... I know we said in the last episode we were going to go into this blood thing, but let's save that for the upcoming episode, all right? But I still want to get our guest's perspective, or at least make him aware of this this uh, new development. To my to my blood people out there, man, Bombat Bansa, <laughs> thank y'all so much, man. Just the, just the love and respect I'm getting from the blood community. I guess it's, I guess it's, I guess it's cracking up, right? It's crazy. Yo, listen, internet. Our, our guest today. Our guest today. Wait, hold is on. International. Wait till you hear the story, brother. Just wait. Go for it. Go ahead, come back. Our guest today is international, and not only he's a guest, but I'm honored to call him a friend. This man has been holding down Toronto for so long. This man has been a Torontonian representative way before that shit even became fly and sexy. This man, I see him in Toronto, and he makes me feel so welcome, man. This guy has the keys to the city. He's done so much for our culture. Yep. And just breaking down the door, cracking that, cracking open that door for all other international artists that have followed. Let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mr. Cardinal Official. Yo, that's what we do, man. Into the bomb bad bands. Bomb clot, man. Bomb bad bands. Yo, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. I gotta get into it, bro. Man, go ahead, go ahead. Wilding, bro. Give, give him preface. No, 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 no. I had somebody that's real established in the blood organization. Yeah. Christian me as a blood. He's like, you're no longer combat jack. You're bomb bad jack. I don't know what the wow. fuck that means. Who said that? But I still, huh? Who said that? The homie West Side Gun. It was like a, it was at our at our showcase. Yes, at amazing, amazing showcase at A3C. Wow. And he's mentioned that shit several times. And <laughs> you know, to those that don't know, my favorite my favorite rappers right now are coming out of the Griselda Records organization. Mm-hmm. West Side Gun. You guys had them, you guys had them early, early. Yes. I remember when you had them on the show. Yeah. I was yes. listening. I'm like, yo. Cats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yo, them that, niggas yeah. is crazy, man. Yep. Benny the Butcher, mm-hmm. El Camino, mm-hmm. um, fucking uh, uh, Damager. Them cats is so next, and they've always given me love. But you know, people know that West Side is affiliated, and I don't know what that means by affiliated, but we're gonna figure this shit out. Yo, Cardi, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm good, bro. I am, I am, I am extremely 
extremely blessed fam i can't even i can't even front yo you know what i'm saying like um we could get all the it's not even shameless yo but where i'm at in music right now my g like probably when um when you came up to toronto for those that don't know uh combat or bombat depending on what your affiliation <laughs> <Hey>. is <laughs> um reggie came up to toronto and did me the honor of uh you know what I'm saying? We did like uh, an official, unofficial live, you know what I'm saying, podcast style interview um, live in Toronto in one of the most legendary uh, live venues we have, which is called the Concert Hall. And the Concert Hall um, is also called the Masonic Temple because... Yeah, that shit was fly. It, well, it was interesting because where we was at... The room that we actually did it in is where they used to do their little uh, Masonic rituals and all that crazy stuff. Mm. So one could only imagine like the weird, creepy shit that they used to do in there. But um, still, it was hot as shit in there. You know what I'm saying? But, yes, it was. But yo, it was packed, and like we spoke, you know, for at least an hour and a half, and just went at least an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, man. yeah. And it was yo for the city. It was just it was so dope. You know what I'm saying? It was a moment because not just myself, but you know, Toronto definitely respects, you know, what it is that you've brought to the culture and what it is that you do. I appreciate and, that. And, and yeah, like it meant so much to, to myself and to the city and it was such a great time. But the interesting thing, I'll be honest, that uh, I haven't really gotten to, to speak on it is that like in between that time and now, like I lost the passion for for it, bro. Because it's like... and, and it, Lost the passion for what, man? For... um. To do the artistry, to be honest, because it's like, and the funny thing is, is um, I listen to the show so often, and I hear, um, I hear, you know, a lot of opinions, mm. and you know, what I'm saying whether I agree with you or not, um, Reg is one of those ones where it's like I listen at home, and all those things like they all weigh on me because it's like a lot of times, like there's a lot of ageism that's going on within hip hop right yes. now. And yes. the ageism is is there's all these blanket statements that are just being put out there right now, and I think it's it's weird because for the first time, like uh, to my knowledge and in terms of my experience with within hip hop, this is the first time where like the creators of it, the the people that maintain the culture, the people that um uh you know were always the innovator and and I don't like saying the gatekeepers, but the people that you know, kind of held up the culture for the first time, like they're getting older and they don't want to feel like they're going to get left behind and they don't, you know what I'm saying? Right. And they don't stand behind, in my opinion, they don't really stand behind what it is that they necessarily believe in or what they like or what they love um, because the youth generation is of a different mindset. Now, of course, I say that to say there's some dope shit, you know what I'm saying, from from the younger generation, but there's some whack shit. But the thing is that, you know, the 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 older the statesmen, the older people within the within the culture, they don't wish to be the bridge. You understand what I'm saying? So instead of uh. instead of being that bridge and being being that 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 mentor or, you know what I'm saying, at least a bigger brother figure or whatever it is to the younger generation, a lot of them just complaining and and griping and you know what Yo, I'm saying? Man, I, I hate that shit, especially from Especially from the cast of my generation, like yeah. the old head haterism, man. Like mm -hmm. old niggas, like you know, I, I, I've said this on the show many times. Like, you know, I love my generation. I love yeah. what we brought to the culture. But at this juncture, so many niggas are sour <laughs> and hateful mm -hmm. and close my and just old, man. And I say this all the time, man. It was a conversation I had with 
none other than Little B, the bass guy. And he was like, he told me like five years ago, he was like, yo, you want to be like these old niggas and wither away and not appreciate and be that conduit to the new generation or you want to flourish mm. and, 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 and maintain, you know what I'm saying, the pedigree that you come from, but still be that gateway to the new generation. I was like, oh, that shit is easy. I want to flourish mm-hmm. forever because once you close up, you become old. And I say this to my listeners that come from, you know, our era, man, 80s and 90s and the whole nine. Don't don't become that old nigga, man. Always stay open-minded. But most importantly, like Cardi, man, like I want to talk more about this because... It's a, yo, this is, it, this is very important to like, to not just like my lineage and, and my legacy, but this is important for like just the hip-hop genre moving forward because... Here's the here's the here's the thing. Um, I always consider myself like mid school because it's like I wasn't necessarily you know what I'm saying like you know when Busta and them were came out in '91 and the Roots and you know like I would say I became obsessed with hip hop probably '86 right. probably like okay. Eric being rocking paid in full time. I mean that's a great time. That's a great time to be obsessed with this shit. Now. Yeah, I mean I came up like you know rest in peace. My dad was a DJ so. I came right. up, I came up, you know, listening to a lot of. Different I mean, listen, things. how could you be West Indian <laughs> and not fuck with the rude boy KRS One, right? Hell yeah, absolutely. Remember, yo, yo, it's so funny. I wanted to do something earlier. I'm not gonna get off the subject, mm-hmm. but I just was looking at this old video, KRS One in his prime, mm. and it's just like so crazy that mm. the history books have forgotten how much of a threat. Mm. This mm. motherfucker was <laughs> during his first three or four years of his run. Yeah. Where motherfuckers were like, do not test that motherfucker. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's go back to what you were saying. Let's get back to what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, so the thing was I was like obsessed with it at you know, from that point. So it's like, um, I'm just trying to think. Like I think the first piece of vinyl that I bought was either um Eric B and Rakim or maybe uh, R.I.P. to Heavy D. It might have been the Living Large vinyl. Um, that might have been for me, like, you know what I'm saying? The first pieces Classic that I started to collect. Classic album. Yeah, absolutely. Classic album. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, if we're going to go into Hev, like, a reason why that was important for me was Hev, you know, along with Grand Poobah um, and a couple others were one of the first to kind of, like, uh, bring in the whole dancehall culture overtly. Yes, man. Overtly into hip-hop. Well, people don't understand when, you know... It's argued about you know the origins of of hip hop, and we talk about Jamaica cool, man cool dancehall, but dancehall. Yo, you know, arguably the bridges over is probably in a, in many people's minds top five, if not top three, greatest hip hop songs of all time. If an alien was to come down here and said, "Yo, what is hip hop? What is that feeling? What is you know what I'm saying like like what is it?" Definitely top five disc record of all time. Oh God, oh God, I, I would say I would say number one to be honest. Mm. In my opinion. Ooh. In my I mean, opinion, I'm, I'm not mad at you. In there, my man. opinion, you know what I'm saying, but it's like even if you look at that baseline, that's that's super cat. You know what I'm saying? A song called yes. Sibups that that he took and flipped magically and created one of the best. Like even if you look at it, he's toasting the whole song. Like he's he's chatting. He's not even really rapping. Coming upon the dance with the split sensi. <laughs> Down with the song called BDP. BDP. That's, that's chatting all the way. You must see, well, you me. Must see me. Come on, yo. You can't like, be with Shan or the one Molly. Oh man, that's like, Jamaican all the way. Word. So so this allows you to understand like why 
for somebody like myself from Toronto and especially somebody, you know, I'm a first generation Canadian. I was the first one that was born up in Toronto. But it's like not just my family, but the entire city, especially at the time. Now there's a lot more. There's an influx of of um, Africans, different countries from Africa. So Ethiopians, Somalians, right? Somalians, a lot of Somalians, a lot yes. of Somalians, a lot of Ethiopians, Eritreans, so many different people in Toronto. But at that time, it was heavy, heavy, heavy. Like you know, what I mean, super heavy with the with the Caribbean um, immigration. So the thing is, like, we related to those people. And if you look at, we talking about KRS One, you got to talk about people like Mishi Me from Toronto who. You know, linked up and did collabs with KRS in 87 and Scott yes. Rock while he was still alive. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So these are the things that, you know, that um, influenced me when I was just a little, you know what I mean? A little kid. Like I can't. A lick at you. A youth, a youth boy. Like I can't even come out my gates. You understand what I'm saying? Like without permission right. type things. And coming from that era, it's interesting because it's like, you know, the Melly Mel's of the world, the Africa Bambadas. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like people that kind of preceded, I don't even know, to be honest, what quote unquote my era is. But, you know, those people that um, kind of came before 86, 85, um, it's not that when I say I'm not the biggest fans of them, I respected all of it. But it's like it was a different style of hip hop. Of you know course, what I'm man. It's just, it's just like, like it's oh, fly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. it's dope. It's fly because Beat Street again for me one of my favorite movies. You know what I'm saying? Like I loved it, but the passion for it kind of came when like people like Rockem changed up the cadence, changed up the content, and like uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? Like hip hop became something something different it was more than just party rocking you know what i'm saying right of course of course of course yeah so it's like you know for me i feel i feel extremely blessed to have you know come in at that time into hip-hop um but then also like by the time i signed my first deal it's interesting because i remember um you know when i was able to meet buster and we became cool he's like yo cardi you missed everything mm. you know what i'm saying like this is what he told me the first time we had a sit down he's like my g you missed everything so it's interesting because I came in when I um got my deal in like two thousand one, and um, this, this is with Geffen Records, right? This is what at the time was MCA. MCA, MCA was MCA. first, right? So right, right. Common was on there, Black Star was still on there, Roots, and that's why I signed to that label. You mm. know what I'm saying? Because I was like at that time the type of MC that I was, um, you could have put me in a box, but like if I wanted to be um at a label and a and a home, like I felt most comfortable with those type MCs. No, but, but Cardi, Cardi, mm -hmm. Cardi, Cardi, let me interrupt you for a second, man. Because yep. you mentioned something earlier, and I want to get into this, man. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, man, that you lost the passion for the artistry. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. My question is, because, you know, after, you know I, I jumped in the music industry in 89 and had such passion for it. Yeah. By 2004, I didn't have passion for it. Mm -hmm. And I felt beaten, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And it wasn't until... I completely walked away from the music industry that I discovered the internets, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I started discovering mm -hmm. music that I'd never heard before, like yeah. MF Doom mm -hmm. and Little Brother and the whole nine. And mm -hmm. so my thing is, it's not necessarily a bad thing when you lose your passion as much as you got to find something to reignite your passion, man. You have any ideas what that might be? I mean, so the dope thing, the dope thing about it, and I guess I didn't really get to to finish, is that I found I found the fire again. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I found the fire again, and and it was in 
the story is such a real story. It's just that I, I feel like I don't I don't ever like being that guy, but it's a true story. <clears throat> I was where was I? I don't know. I've I've had the blessings of being able to travel the world still, still touring, you know what I'm saying, still rocking these shows, um, you know what I'm saying, still DJing with my celebrity Marauders family. You know what I'm saying? Like I move around and and you know, we 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 earn, you know what I'm saying? We earn around the world and and it's a super blessing. And I was somewhere and um shout out to 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 Trauma, DJ Trauma. He hit me up and he's like, "Yo, um I'm here in the city and and you know, uh, me and Dave trying to trying to go out or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll hit up this dude and you know go to this spot on the Monday night or whatever and blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he, you know, he says something else about Dave or something. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So I got back to the city and he was like, yo, um, Dave wants you to come to the show. I'm like, which Dave is this nigga? T- Who is Dave? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and then I was like, wait a minute. And I'm putting two and two together. I'm like, is this nigga talking about Dave Chappelle? Mm. And I went, <clears throat> I went to the show, and uh, it was, you know, it was crazy. So I went with my wife, who was, um, she was pregnant at the time, and we went to the show, and you know, the show was, it was bananas or whatever. And then um, it's funny because I remember halfway in the show, somebody was escorted to to the seats beside me or whatever. Um, but anyways, after the show, uh, Trauma was like, "Yo, you wanna, you know, you wanna come up and meet Dave?" I'm like, oh, "Hell yeah, of course." So I went and, uh, you know, I met him and what's so dope is it's like because we have a lot of mutual friends, like we felt like we knew each other for mad years, you know what I'm saying? Because he was like, yo, Talib first put me on to you way back, fam, you know what I'm saying? Like, and wow. I, and I be, yeah, and he's like, yo, I've been a fan ever since. And of course, you know, Cypher used to DJ um, my the Chappelle show and all that. He was my, you know, he's yeah. my DJ on the show. And he's like, also, you know, he came up to Canada. He uh, filmed that movie. What's that movie he had, man? The one about him getting high. Um, half baked. Half, half baked. <laughs> he did. You know what I'm saying? Like he was up in Canada um, back in the day. And yeah, he was like, from them times, he's like, fam, I, I've been a fan, and I just feel like it's weird because because we're so, you know, what I mean, like so closely related with all of our friends. He's like, I just feel like I know you. So what's crazy? is that was, I think it was All-Star Weekend when it was in Toronto, which is not that long ago. And uh, the person that was escorted to sit beside me was Usher. So Usher was back there. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm back there with Usher, with Dave, with Trauma. Um, there's all kinds of, there was, it, it, was a, it was a really, really dope time. But um, D-Nice was there, I think. And, uh, you know, we was just kicking it for, you know, two hours. He had, it was crazy. He just sold out like 10 shows, double shows every night. Like, it was just ridiculous. But he's like, yo, I'm doing this private show tomorrow, and I would love it if you could come and perform. Mm. And Whoa. I'm like, and I'm like, of course, yo, I'm there. He's like, yo, <laughs> it's only, you know, you're going to perform, Usher's going to perform. And that's it. I'm like, Psh, say no and That's more. a crazy lineup, yo. My, yo, my, yo. So it's called the the, uh, the Dave Chappelle Juke Joint, and he told me about it, but I'd never been. So he uh, has he invested in this company that locks up your phone. So if you ever go to a Dave Chappelle show, uh, you put your phone in this in this pouch, and it kind of deactivates the joint. So you cannot text, you can't take no pictures, whatever. Because Dave That's is dope. he's real big on experiencing yeah. life and just being in in the moment. So, and it's a different world, man, especially for a comic where yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody takes material 
Mm-hmm. That shit, you know, mm-hmm. changes into some other different phenomena that you never intended on. So, right. good for Dave, man. Yeah, so we went to this juke joint the next day. And, um, you know, I got there, I think, just as Usher was performing. And it's intimidating, bro, because I'm like, yo, this is Dave Chappelle. It's Usher. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? It's whomever. But anyway, so Chappelle calls me up on, on stage. And I, I'm just being honest. Like, I just flattened the place, just murdered it. You know what I'm saying? Like... And, uh, you know, freestyling off the top with the band. Because if you don't know about the Juke Joint, yo, he has members from Prince's band and Stevie Wonder's band mm. that come together and play. Like, the literally, the illest, illest uh, musicians in the game are part of are part of his Juke Joint. So I went up there and I, and I killed it. And, yo, si- like, just since that time, like, we just been, like, super, 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 super tight. And cool, and shout out to the whole, we call it Team Chappelle, like, you know, there's so many different, different folks that I've been blessed to be around, my family been blessed to be around, and um, yeah, man, like, it was, it was, it was a friendship that, for whatever reason, was, was, you know, was meant to be, um, I had, you know, I had my 40th birthday, um, and Dave said to me, he's like, yo, Cardi, if I can, if I can reach, I'm a reach. And, you know, we in the industry, people say that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no doubt, B. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. <laughs> but on my birthday, on the day, he called me up, and he's like, uh, it was like 7 o'clock. He's like, yo, Cardi, uh, I'm going to be there at 8.30, so what do I got to do to get in? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, Dave, I, I think you're good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I think you just got to show up at the door. You'll be fine. Um but yo, he came dolo mm. to my birthday party, and we all rocked until like four or five in the morning. And he was just like, "Yo, everybody, I'm not really here for autographs and pictures. Yo, I'm just here to to enjoy." And you know, he gave a a crazy speech, and you know, what I'm saying the you know the whole nine yards. But so th- th- uh, there's a reason for these stories. So we just kept getting more cool and more cool and more cool, and then. Um, he invited me and some other people that I didn't know, I didn't know who was going to be there to his crib because he was having a juke joint in Ohio in Yellow Springs where he's from. And yo, he had Gail King, Naomi Campbell, wow. a tribe called Quest. Uh, Elite. He had, you know, obviously Donnell was there, you know what I'm saying? He had, um... Talib, he had John Legend, he had all these different people, but we were all at the crib kicking it like cookout style. Donnell is cooking up the catfish and, you know what I'm saying, barbecuing Uh, and all that. And yo, it was the wildest time. But during that time, we had been drinking the whole night and the whole nine yards. And, you know, Dave says to me, he's like, yo, Cardi, like, why you ain't putting no music out? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, fam, like, and mind you, this is before the Netflix specials and all that. And I'm like, yo, to be honest, like, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing that's really inspiring me right now. Like, I just, I just don't have that feeling. And he's like, yo, my G, like, he's like, I'd like to consider you a friend at this point, but I'm also a fan. And he's like, yo, you have something that the world needs. Like, you have something very special and... Yo, I know that if I'm a fan, I know for a fact that there are hundreds of thousands, millions of people out there who want to hear that cardinal energy. They need that out there. 
And yes, brother. And it's one of those ones where like Dave don't like if you if you are in the mix with Dave, you know he's one of the most uh humble, authentic people. He don't say nothing just to gas people up. You know what I'm saying? He don't have those convos where he's just saying stuff because you know, he may need something from you in the future or whatever. Dave is somebody who walked away from from an amount of money that most of us would never even consider walking away from. So exactly. he's a, so he's a man of ethics. He's a man of principle. And it was from that, you know what I'm saying, from that conversation that, you know, when I got back uh, to the to the gates, I'll be honest, I just, you know, I, I went back into the studio. I dusted off, you know what I'm saying, all the, you know, the logic yes, and, Cardi. and the whole nine yards. And just, yo, I just started to go back into it and organically just build up just some vibes, yo. Like, and that's all I can call it. There wasn't a, a specific project that I was working towards or anything. We were just in there just beasting, bro. Just beasting. And it's like, <clears throat> I started working with people that I love and respect. So, you know, shout out to, to Akon. Shout out to T-Pain. Shout what? out to, you know what I mean? Shout out to Rock City. But then, you know, I had to reach into the dancehall route. Shout out to Conscience. Shout out to Chiching. Um... I had to deal with the younger generation, so shout out to, you know, to Pre, and and shout out to you know a Latin superstar by the name of Joey Montana now, from now, Panama. Now, like now, this is what you're talking about is the um, celebrity marauders. So I'm 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 gonna work towards that. All right. So <laughs> in between there somewhere also, um, it was Christmas. I remember probably almost coming up on two years, and um, people don't know, but like when I was young to get to afford studio time i used to make mixtapes and sell them in high school so i used to go to my boy atco's house shout out to atco i used to have a little thing called you know who productions you know what i'm saying but i used to go to atco's house and i used to make mixtapes and i used to sell them at school for like 10 bucks a pop so i would take all that mixtape money and i would go to the studio and we would record our joints and um we would back in the days of like 12 inches 12 inch vinyl we would press them up and we you know what i'm saying we sent them to new york sent them to london japan everywhere you know what i mean so it's like i came up with a love um for djing as well um yeah about two years ago i was like you know what fuck it like i love dj and i want to do it in public as well not just behind the scenes you know what i'm saying and uh i'm somebody who i could just go you know what i mean go for delf but i'm somebody that likes to do things with with my people you know what i'm saying so i just happen to have a lot of talented friends and a lot of my very close friends just happen to be um, DJs, you know what I'm saying, MCs, producers, whatever. And, you know, myself, Cypher Sounds, the legendary Cypher Sounds, um, the legendary Dreddy, who is from the UK um, of the So Solid production days, you know what I mean, the So Solid crew. Um, and then also another legendary DJ from Toronto started from scratch. We formed uh, the, the Celebrity Marauders. It's, you know what I mean, it was my vision that I brought to life. And it was simple, like, we are people that want to do what we love with who we love. And that's where the Celebrity Marauders came from. And, um, yeah, this project that that me and the guys put together, like, you know, the vibe was just incredible. And, and you know, the, the, the first the first joint is out now, which is called Winner. But anybody that knows me knows that although I come from the underground spitting, you know what I mean, like, tear your head off type MCing, I never let that kind of box me in, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm somebody that that loved uh, KRS-One, but I also loved LL Cool J, you know what I'm saying? I love the versatility of Cool J to where 
you know, he could do I'm bad or, you know, he could do all them joints our mama said. But and hey, lover. Exactly. But at the same time, he's got, you know, uh, the Love You Better joint, which is one of my favorite joints. That's one of my jo- favorite oh, joints. Oh, my God. Yeah. Goosebumps. Anytime that yeah. joint comes on. But those type of people are the people that inspire me, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that never put any type of, of limitations on what it is that they can do within this hip-hop world that we live in because it is it's such a it's such an amazing place you know what i'm saying like if you are able to just take the shackles off and, and try something you know what i'm saying try to try and see what that energy is and i mean some of them records like you know i've gotten respect from from uh people that i used to idolize as a kid but you know doing some records that are quote unquote mainstream also took me to places i never thought i would see you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been everywhere, like, almost everywhere on this globe just due to music and due to me not being afraid to really produce and engage in, in what I love. HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. With HelloFresh, all of the ingredients are delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging and come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. And HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly, including the classic plan, which goes with a wide variety of meat, fish, and seasonal produce. The veggie plan, vegetarian recipes with plant-based proteins. And the family plan, quick and easy meals the whole family will love. Better yet, you can choose a delivery day that works best for your busy schedule and even pause your account for weeks at a time. Feel confident when cooking HelloFresh with simple recipes outlined on picture step-by-step instruction cards. Try things you never think to cook on your own and enjoy eating outside of your comfort zone. Look forward to your HelloFresh box delivery as the highlight of your week knowing dinner just got that much easier. HelloFresh has certainly made my life easier, satisfying meals, and it's so convenient, and the service is so easy. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code COMBAT30. That's promo code C-O-M-B-A-T-3-0 at HelloFresh.com. Thanks again to Bevel for supporting this week's podcast. Bevel is the dermatologist-approved shaving system specifically designed for people with coarse, curly hair, and sensitive skin. It's tested and proven to reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Your bevel kit comes with everything you need to get started. The bevel razor, badger brush, priming oil, shave cream, a cooling restorative balm, and enough blades to keep your skin smooth until the next kit arrives. Nine out of ten customers continue to come back to bevel because they see the results. A clean shave that leaves your skin smooth and reduces razor bumps and irritation. Go to getbevel.com forward slash jack today to check out the full line of bevel products and support this podcast. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash jack. Start shaving smarter today with bevel. And now back to the show. The reason why I love you guys show, I remember listening to like some of my favorite some of my favorite episodes is like if you listen to people like uh the LL episode or the Ice T episode or the Public Enemy episode. And I think those episodes like some people are like, My G, how can you listen to this shit? It's two hours, it's three hours. Uh, but they but listen yo, to it though, they listen to it. Yo, but it's because <laughs> it was some of the, the dopest episodes and it gave you guys like really engaged those artists and got them to speak about 
things other than the regular. Right. And I think for me, you know, anytime I do interviews, it's it's by default because Toronto is so hot. Everybody just wants to talk about Toronto and what's going on in Toronto and so forth and so forth. But I think in order to really understand Toronto and what's happening with this generation now, it's important to understand how we got to that place. Because it's like now it's like, you know, artists um, are not only getting opportunities like water, but you know what I'm saying? There's so many of us because we have access to be able to create. It's not like when we were younger, like myself, Shaw Claire, who was the first mm. out of us. Actually, no, Socrates was the first out of my clique to get a deal back in 1995. He actually, uh, shout out to Fuzzy. Fuzzy signed him to Warner Brothers LA back in 1995. Wow. Um, after that, Shaw Claire was the next one. Shaw Claire got signed uh, to Priority Records. You know what I'm saying? He was signed to Virgin in Canada and Priority Records in America and then I came up after that but it's like for us to get there there was so much sacrifice because you have to understand like it was a thing to America where... was only bullshit huh they Not... wasn't they wasn't really uh accepting of international artists I will say right I will say we kicked them doors down because here's the thing um we you know we would take our the little coins that we had and we used to come and we used to go loose talk and we used to go on stretching Bobito, you know what I'm mm. saying? And we had to stand up against the illest. We used to go to Sway and King Tech, you know what I'm saying? To how important was, was Sway, Friday, Sway and Tech and and starting um stretching Bob in particular? Friday night flavors in L.A. Like we like we been we been through all them joints, and for us it was important because the culture was different at those times. You understand what I'm saying? Um, it's hard to explain to the younger generation because literally anybody that can press enter or press send, you can become an artist. But at the time, there were there were things that you had to go through. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There were levels and there were things that you had to accomplish before you were a respected MC. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't. You had to show and prove, man. You had to show and prove. You a couldn't. Lot. You couldn't be a general without earning the stripes. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't just go from like you know, signing up for the army and then tomorrow you're the general that's running it, you had to go through the wars. And that's really what it was. It was intimidating, fam. It was very intimidating, like, going on Swaying King Tech. And especially because we was Canadian, they're like, yeah, whatever, y'all go last. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like when we were in a room, we used to just tear shit apart. You know what I mean? And earn every single stripe that we had. Shout out to my man Bobito. Bobito was the first person to uh, bring me on tour in Europe. You know what I'm saying? And that was in the late 90s. So I was on tour with, you know what I'm saying, um, The Roots was on that tour. Dilated Peoples was on that tour. Um, a group called Megahertz from New York was on that tour. Um, some Philly rappers, like, you know what I'm saying? We had a lot of a lot of real, real spitters on that tour. And I remember the first show that we did over there, you know, they had us go on. They had me go on first. Like, they're like, don't worry, put the Canadian on first. Damn. Yo, by the end of my show, we did a show at the Ross Guild Festival. 10,000 people. We had 10,000 people take their shirts off, wave it like we crushed that shit. By the next, the very next show, we were on right before Dilated, and then it was The Roots, and that's it. Like, we oh, were, you know shit. what I'm saying? Like, they repositioned. Word up. <laughs> but we had to earn that, though. So, um, you got a, so you mentioned before you working on this project mm -hmm. uh, that you get ready to put out. Yeah. Um, first installment. The first installment, right? So it's it's it's, it's EPO's album. Uh, yo, these days I don't know, bro. 
They, they, yo, I don't even know. I can't. Sometimes I can't differentiate between what's a mixtape, EP, album, extent. Yo, Chris Brown just dropped forty-five songs, my G. Yeah, I'm a little winded. I, I got to like ten, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good <laughs> for like three years, Chris. So, yo, so right now <laughs> it's a thing to where it's like, I guess if you want to call it an EP, it'll be an EP. Um, but yeah, like this, the song that just dropped is a is a joint that's called Winner, and um, you know, Winner is. Uh, Reg, I know you remember. I wonder if I take you home. Will yes. You, still be in? you see when freestyle music was in? Lisa, and, Lisa. Ah, Lisa, Lisa. And the cult jam. jam. Yes, sir. So all them type joints, like although, you know, we was into hip hop, we still used to listen to all them different joints in the park and in the community center, you know, all the rec center parties and the whole nine. You know what I mean? All them things. So to me, Winner is just a 2018 version of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, yeah, I produced it with my man Yogi in the studio. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? I wrote the whole joint. And to me, it's it's just some feel-good shit. Like, when it comes on in the club or on the radio or whatever, like, yo, you just get loose. You know what I'm saying? And, and you just feel good about yourself. And I think at the end of the day, the weirdo stuff that I can't really relate to, being completely honest, is uh, I was neither. But if I had to... Uh, I guess, relate to one of them. I relate to the pushers more than the users. You understand? Just me, personally. Like, we came up, we never used to celebrate the crack fiends. Like, we never used to celebrate, no disrespect, Reg, the cokeheads. We never used to... Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Look up <to> <laughs> Allegedly. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just being honest. Like, you know, I, I, yo, I didn't move out of my neighborhood until Dangerous came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally, when I signed my deal with MCA, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing joints with Timberland and Busta and Neptunes and, you know what I'm saying? All that. Yo, I Clips. was still living in the neighborhood, bro. Damn. Yeah, like when Grinding came out for for the city, for the country, but just for the culture, that, yo, to this day, the Grinding remix is one of the most legendary things. You know, it has myself and Sean Paul on it. You know what I'm saying? And this is the time when when both me and Sean Paul were really just getting our, our feet uh, into the industry in terms of, like, establishing who we are as, a, as you know what I mean, as individual entities. And, and that time, like, man, that time in hip-hop for me was so magical, yo, because it's like, it's not always dope being the first. People think, like, yo, being the first to work with this or the first to do that is, is dope. Nah, bro, because... All the kinks, all the mistakes were all all worked out with me. So everybody that comes after, they're like, we ain't going to do what Cardi did. Yeah, he did some dope shit, but there's an easier way to get to where he did. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. it's like we went through first, and it's fine because it, it was a blessing. And, you know, being able to sit in a room with Timberland at a time when Timberland wasn't working with any Canadians. You know, you understand? You 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 mentioned before being a bridge, right? Mm. How does it feel being known as uh, Canada's hip hop ambassador? That's the worst title that <laughs> the mainstream media ever gave me in life. I hate that. Like I feel, and like that's I, because you're the bridge, though, right? Nah, but it's so, but it's so lame, bro. Like I need, you know, what I mean, I need something harder than that. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Ain't nobody getting no street cred from being the official hip hop ambassador, of my G. But like, you know I, I'm, I'm sure you, like, I'm sure. But you, you the one dude. Like you mentioned, some of your contemporaries, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but they're probably I'm, not. I'm active. fucking with you, by no, the no, way. No, 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 no. But <laughs> they're not. They're probably not active or doing as much music as you are, or in you know, in the culture. They probably took a seat, a back seat. Mm -hmm. But you probably could reach out to a Tory 
or, or, or Drake, mm-hmm. or, or they could reach out to you rather right. and get a verse. You know, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I ironically just really, really met Tori the uh, for the first time the other day at a Spotify Live concert. Shout out to Tumabasa again. Mm. Um, they had a, a Spotify Live joint in Toronto, and that's actually the first time that we that we met. And he's like, "Yo, OG, take my number. Yo, we need to. Yo, when are we doing a joint? Like, we need to get one off." And you know, I think it's I think it's it's super dope. I love like I I I learned to love. Um, to be an OG, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's very interesting. I, um, earlier this year, I had the honor of of you know going to go see a Drake show in London, like outside the country. It's different. Like when you're at home and you go see one of your home peoples, it's like you know you home and that's how it should be. But when you out of the country, there's just a different feeling. It's a different vibe. So you know, I'm I'm friends with friends and very cool with a lot of people that's in that camp. And I went to go, you know, went to go support because we had a show out in London at the same time. And uh, when I went to go see Drake, I didn't even like I didn't even see him before the show, and I didn't even know that he knew I was there. But um, you know, it was very important in terms of our relationship because in the middle of the show, like he stopped the joint and told this little story, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like I wonder what this is about because I hadn't seen the show. But at that like at that time, he's like, and this man is a legend. Where I come from, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of the, like, just gave me all these accolades. He's like, yo, everybody show some love to my man Carter now. And at the time, the whole stadium, like, literally, all the phones, everybody looked towards me. And, like, for me, I was like, what the? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, I was just there to see, you know what I mean? To see his show and and show some love. But, you know, we got to chop it up after the show. and And it's interesting, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, it was a it was a good talk because you know he was just giving me my respect due and I said yo fam I said to be honest we did this so that this moment could happen mm. that's why we did it is so Toronto could shine and so everybody that came after me lose talk again but so that everybody that came from the city like so that we could have these moments that's literally why we did it because when we were younger myself Socrates Shaclair you know why look Marvel Anthem scrupulous our whole you know julie black tara chase our whole circle click we re- like kick this one for brooklyn was one of my favorite songs from mc light you know what i mean from the 80s kick this one for brooklyn bam bam kick this one for the 90s bam 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 now kick this one here for vmi dj like coming up you would hear all these odes to your city you would hear all these people you know what i mean like straight out of compton all these different people that bigged up where they came from but we didn't have anything from where we came from that penetrated worldwide. So for me, I was like, yo, that's why, you know, my first joint when I got signed, the first single was Bacardi Slang. Mm-hmm. Because I, like, people used to think my name was T-Dot because at the end of the hook, it said that everybody knows it's the T-Dot because I wanted everybody in the world to sing my city's name. That's what, a, that, that's literally, I came into the game, you know what I mean, when I got my first deal. And that was what was on my mind. I'm like, yo, we got to show the world who we are. So when I'm having that conversation with, with Drake, I'm like, my G, this is how it's supposed to be. You supposed to be where you are right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's what we were doing was kicking down the doors so that everybody could run through. You know what I'm saying? Everybody could run through. And that's what I love is the more, like, the more people that get on from where I come from, I honestly can say, like, I sleep good at night. I do not toss or turn because that's honestly how I feel. I love when everybody gets through and gets an opportunity not just to pursue their passion, 
but to be able to provide for their family as well. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's that's something that, you know, that Tory earned, that's something that Drake earned on their own. That's something that, you know what I'm saying, like we got people like, you know, from their camp, the P Reigns and the Bacas, you know, weekend got these kids, um, they just dropped eighty eight glam, uh, just like last week. Like there's all these people, you know, shout out to the Jazz Cartiers, shout out to um, you know, people like Spang Squire from Montreal, shout out to um Trinata. Clarence, K Trinata. Like there's so like there's so many people that, you know what I mean, that come from Canada and come from Toronto and Montreal and you know what I'm saying, you know, if we go to the West Coast, Vancouver, the first time I was ever on BET was because um I was featured on a joint called Northern Touch. You know what I mean? That was the Rascals, Shaw mm. Claire, Checkmate, you know what I'm saying, myself, Thrust. Like that's the first time I was ever on BET was, you know, as a feature on on their joint. And they were from the West Coast of Canada. You know what I'm saying? So all those things we did it so that now Everybody can just run with it. Just go. You know what I mean? Just go. I will say, if you haven't been to Toronto, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor. <laughs> Get your ticket <laughs> and spend at least five days in Toronto. Would you say uh, that? Would you would you, would you would you suggest that combat or what? Love Toronto. <laughs> Toronto is to, no, I'm gonna tell you why I love Toronto. I mean, people tell you that New York City is a melting pot. Mm-hmm. We have all these cultures in the whole nine, and that's true. But I've never really been to a place like Toronto, where you see the Canadians, you see the West Indians, mm-hmm. you see the Africans, mm-hmm. you see the Indians, mm-hmm. and it's all, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, of course I'm sure there's separation in cultures, but the spots that I went to, it was all one fluid culture. Yeah, Everybody was in the same page, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was the same, same di- dialect, same mm-hmm. patois, was the same part of the... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Am I right or wrong, Cardi? No, nah, word. I mean, you know what? Our our city is beautiful. Um, just like the women. Just like well, yes, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, women are beautiful. But just like the any other just like any other place though, there is um minor, minor segregation, but our segregation is more of the rich versus the poor rather than black versus white. It's more of a, a economics thing up by us. But the other thing is, you know what I'm saying, like in terms of people being cool, um, it's funny because, you know, I was over by um, G-Unit Studios yesterday and did a little interview, and I had to also explain that do not come to Toronto and think that everything is sweet. Please. They got blood. I beg you. They got blood. No, but listen, no, but listen, like in a, in, a ver- in a very serious way, and I don't mean this in a like in a promotion of, of the of the badness that goes on up there because, to be honest, that ain't nothing that I celebrate. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm one of those people that, um, if you know me, like, when I was younger, I came up in Flemo until I was, that's an area called Fleming Park. I came up in Flemo until I was, like, about 12 or 13. Then I dipped over to Scarborough for a couple of years, and then I came up, with, came up in Oakwood and Vaughn over by Vaughn Road. And it's like I lived, you know, in the neighborhoods my whole life, but I was able to get out um, because I had people that, I had the OGs that used to mentor me, you know what I'm saying, and they used to look out for me. And um, another another neighborhood that I used to go to, shout out to the PO, to Alexandra Park, like, you know, I had people that literally said, yo, like, this drug thing ain't for you, fam, so I don't want to see you out here, you know what I mean, I want to see you pushing nothing, like, I want to see you in studio, and literally, them cats used to, like, break me off sometimes, like, a few hundred dollars, like, yo, go to studio, do your thing, like, you know what I'm saying, like, do your thing. 
And it's like, to me, that is the realest shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the, the, the realest, realest, realest shit. And I think Toronto is a beautiful place, but just like any, anywhere else where there is going to be that struggle in terms of economy and who's making the money and the haves versus the have-nots, anywhere where that is a struggle, ghettos are created. And wherever mm. ghettos are created, you have people that have a similar struggle. That's why, and one of the things that I learned, whether it's Brazil, whether it's London, whether it's America, whether it's the Caribbean, anywhere you go, there are people that live and come from the ghetto. But the only difference is I'm really of a firm belief that, you know, in terms of getting out, it really is a mental thing. You understand what I'm saying? And and if you are somebody that is mentally tough enough, you know what I mean, to get out, to get out of the, the ghetto situation. And I and I think, you know, shout out to everybody that's in, that's in Toronto. A lot of times people are like, what they got hoods in Toronto? Oh word! Oh yo, y'all got y'all got y'all got shooters up in Toronto. Like they think it's First funny. All, they think you... it's funny. Yo 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 yo. Let me wild, tell you, man. <laughs> no, let me tell you something, man. Last time I drove my car to Toronto, man. Oh man. I got jacked. <laughs> I was on my way back from Toronto. It's midtown, man. Daytime. Parked my shit in the municipal shit, man. Went to have lunch for daylight Sunday. <laughs> Nigga, I came back window bus, uh, um, Mac top taken, mm-hmm, um, top. Po- polo coat mm-hmm. taken. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Everything. Them niggas clean me out. Don't sleep on Toronto, brethren. Listen, do yo, not sleep on Toronto. I'm telling you, one day you guys got to do. In my in my humble opinion, you know what I'm saying. And and Reg, when you back up and traveling, and and that will be that will be soon. So when you, this is a goal that you can that you can work towards is you need to to reach toronto and do a combat jack live but have certain people on that panel that can really be able to talk about the 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 uh the different generations and and all the different things that happened you know from back in the 80s till now within toronto because our culture is so rich like people don't understand but if you were to go and talk to biz Marquis, talk to public enemy ll cool j uh bdp all of these acts used to be uh, used to come up to Toronto since the mid '80s. You understand what I'm saying? And they used yeah, to, they used to play all those legendary places. But places like the concert hall, like that was no joke. You understand what I'm saying? Like literally, it was no joke. Like I remember Toronto even, ain't brand new, y'all. Hell it ain't brand no, new. absolutely not. So that's Drake the thing. Drake ain't discovered. Drake ain't discovered Toronto. Mm-mm. You no know what I'm saying? To Drake. No, 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 not absolutely, absolutely not. Um, but the thing was, it's like our city is very, 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 very thorough, yo. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I had to, you know, I, I, I count my blessings all the time when I look back. The amount of shootings that we used to have in the clubs, the amount of stabbings we used to have. Like Toronto used to be dumb wild. Like it's still wild, but just in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Like because we wanted to be a part of the culture, but to be a part of that culture, you would have had to, you know what I'm saying, like mess with with the safety of your life, just to be honest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it was, because if you wanted to be in it, this week could be, you know what I mean, could be gravy, and then the next week is something else. But, you know, I, I was I was there, and I, and I loved, you know, when J. Rue the Damager came to town, Gangstar came to town, when everybody came to town, like, yo, those days, those days were, were super amazing. But 
there's amazing days that are that are here with us right now. And I think it's because you have the people that are curating the culture still, like the Tuma Bassas behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying? And other folks like that that have a real passion for this. As long as we have those type people, the the combats of the world, you know what I mean? The A Kings of the world, everybody that that really has a passion for this culture that are still helping to curate in their own way we are still going to be able to create those experiences for the younger cats that are coming up, like, without yes, question, sir. without question. Yes, yes, sir. Without question, yo. Yo, we, we covered a lot, you know. Um, we bounced all over. You know, the funny thing is we covered so much and we didn't cover shit. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, like, like I didn't even get into the, uh, you know, your, your, your affiliation with Little X and hi, hi, introducing them to Hype Williams, and, mm. um, which is very, very important in my mind. You in know terms what? of the visual, we'll, we'll take a we'll do a quick aspect. story because that is that is extremely important. Um, fuck, as I said that, and then I just realized how it in '92 mm. when uh, Rodney King verdict happened, I believe it was 1992. There was a ripple effect that went all the way to Toronto to where we rioted on Young Street, broke into all the jewelry stores, all the clothing stores. We yo, there was a I remember because. I don't know, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have social media at that time, but I remember the day before, like it was going around like wildfire, yo, tomorrow we going down to Young Street, we gonna tear it up. And Young Street got torn up. And I remember the the provincial government, which is like the state government, um, they created this thing that's called the JOY program, which stands for Jobs for Ontario's Youth. Ontario is, is the province um, that Toronto is in. And there was something in 93 that was called Fresh Elements. And Fresh Elements was uh, the, the government together with the Toronto Arts Council that put together this program, uh, you know, that dealt with the arts, whether it be music, theater, whatever. And in 1993, um, you know, I was part of it, and then it, it grew into something called Fresh Arts. And the Fresh Arts program had so many legendary artists go through that program. Now, in 1995, by that time, they actually gave me my own section to run, and, and I named it the Maroon Squad. That's a whole other thing. If you guys know about the history of the Maroons, you know why I called it the Maroon Squad. But go out there, do a little history, learn about the learn about the Maroons and what they were able to do as a, as a slave people in the whole nine yards. But anyways, so in the Maroon Squad, uh, Little X at the time, before he was Director X, Little X was one of the people that worked, you know what I mean, within my section. And we took a trip to New York City because at the time we wanted to go you know, visit, uh, visit, you know, Nervous Records. We wanted to go visit all these different labels and, you know what I'm saying, like really get to talk to the people and see what it was because at the time that's, that's what the whole Fresh Arts program was about. It was about creating the arts but also about learning the business side of it. And in 1995, that is when, when we took that trip, that's when Little X dropped his demo off to Hype Williams Production Studio. And Hype loved it. And I remember X saying, yo... Like I get, to, yo, I get to go be Hype's intern, and one of the legendary videos that he did was "Old Time Killing," which um, turned into the, which turned into the blueprint for Usher's videos, for Sean Paul's videos, and all the, you know, understand what I'm saying? Like it was literally classic video. Brethren. It changed it literally how changed. we looked at videos. Period. Absolutely, and, and I remember and we paid attention more to who the video directors now were, mm -hmm. the Brett Ratners. Mm -hmm. um, That's yeah. because of Cardi, y'all. Yeah, 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 all because of Cardi, yo. Listen, Crazy. It's, it's one of them ones where it's like I can't, you know. Hats Chris off Robinson. To, yeah, I mean, hats off to X because I remember <clears throat> up until the night before of All Time Killing, we had no idea of what the treatment was. 
We're like, X, what is this video? He sent us back three sentences. It will be colorful. <laughs> it will be representative of the culture. It will be dope. Hold on. What, what, what's that you listening to, Combat? I'm just looking at some old card officials. I'm looking <laughs> videos. I'm looking at him rip. I, you know, I was just watching the old school killing. And mm-hmm. I'm watching old him killing. killing. Yep. <laughs> old time killing. Now I'm watching him kill Sway in the morning. Ah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know. so, so we we about to wrap this up, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's your top five? Ooh. I thought I was going to be able to skate that. Nope. Damn. Nope. Um, no particular top order. five. Yeah. And it's your top five. And I, and just for the record, I'm going to speak for some of those people that are not able to speak. Combat, you crazy with not calling out some people with their garbage top fives. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know you're very political. You're like, yeah, there's no, 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 ju- no, 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 no judgment. No judgment. No. There's judgment, fam. A lot of us are judging at home, rude boy. Trust me, a lot of us are judging. I'm like, man, this man crazy. No, no, listen. No, no listen, man. <laughs> listen, I'm not being political. All right. How, how you, I'm playing. No, no, no. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. Listen, you don't, you don't even have to explain. I'm, I'm, I'm just playing with you, my G. I'm, I'm going to explain. Loose talk. Loose talk. Let me explain. All right. Go on. Go on. Go on. Anybody's top five is their personal top five. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been a record that changed. It's so subjective that I don't have no business, me personally, me combat, I got no business questioning somebody else's top five because that's personal to them. Mm-hmm. But if we, you know if, I mean? we all th- if we all thought that way, the barbershops would be silent, yo. You understand us? Uh, <laughs> you got, you got to challenge a man's top five. I'm just saying. You have to challenge. I mean, you know, five. people challenge me that Nas ain't in my top five. Yeah, all you, the you time. bugging. I mean, <clears throat> okay. Skid it. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> okay. Carl, who's your top five, man? All right. <clears throat> um, I know, I know, I'm not supposed to do this, but I think as a longtime loyal uh, Combat Jack fan and supporter. I can, I can do this. I'm going to try to break it down into two categories. My top five lyricists would be uh, Black Thought, uh. El Zai, mm. Andre 3000, Pharaoh Munch. Wow. Oh, and Kendrick. If I had to do top five lyricists, that's I, dope. It's hard. That is is loose talk. It's hard to do. Um, people will be like, "What about this guy? What about this guy?" But just off, you know, off top, those would be my top five lyricists. Top five. If you're talking about just Cardi's personal of all time, <clears throat> it would have to be. We'd have to say. Uh, and when I say this, I'm not going to include any of these present the present day MCs. Uh, People that I grew up on that I think are the greatest of all time would be KRS One would be yes would be there, uh, Big Daddy Kane, yes Big Daddy Kane would be there. That's two of mine right there. Uh, Rock him, <laughs> yes. Rock him, Busta, Busta, Busta. 
And and I'm going to talk briefly, five seconds about Busta. People don't <clears throat> put Busta in there because, you know, uh, Busta was somebody. We love Busta's whole persona. We love Busta because He's of the, charismatic. Ah, yeah. like the Busta, whole Busta, entertainment Busta, package. Right. But if you, if you, yo, Busta is like one of the greatest artists to me. And to he a is, lot, man. And, to a lot, and just to a lot of people. He is. There, it, yo, he, he was so innovative. He was so creative. A lot of people being able to express themselves in a certain type of way and with no fear was because Buster used to be in these wild outfits with his dreads tied up in mad ponytails and... People would be like, yo, this man look rah! before he could say anything, he's ripping your face off. He was the like, go-to feature guy for a, a minute. Man. For a nice run. Yep. You put out a record, we gotta get bust on it. Yep. Where my niggas is at? Where yep. my bitches is at? And then, and then if I had to put one more, and this is just a personal, and this is just for today, I would have to say uh for me, it would Loose be, talk top five. It would be heavy D. Mm. Heavy D as the as the as the Wow. Fit. And I would you say You know what? Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to my girl Naima, who mm. did an amazing, amazing, amazing thread that went viral on 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 um Twitter mm-hmm. about you know how important Heavy D was to the culture and how he brought us to this stage right now. Man, man yo, shout outs to Hev. I'll, I'll be honest. Bung, diggly, the, diggly, last, diggly. the last text that I got from Hev was this is when Mark Pitts used to manage me. Shout out to the whole Buy Storm a couple years ago. Um, you know that's still the family, but. You know, have texted me and said, "Yo, I'm gonna hit up Mark because I want to executive produce your next album. I got the, wow. I got the crazy idea. Cardi, that would have been crazy. Me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that would have been crazy. Me man. and Hev had just just started to become close, yo. So rest in peace to Hev, man. And, you know, it, it's funny because um, we could close out. Uh, I think Nas had a story about that where one the single, the lead single for. Life is good mm-hmm. was produced by Hev. Maybe it was a yeah, track that Hev yeah. wanted to get to Nas, and it had that New York City. Yeah, yeah. And um, it ended up being one of Nas's lead single. Oh man, right. yo, Hev, yo, Hev is just one of the yo. And to this day, Hev has no cursing in any of his music. Hev, don't curse. He had a song called "Don't, don't Curse." Of course, yep. of course, Hev. Was, yo, then wasn't Coochie rap on that shit? Yes, he was. Yes, How do you he get was. Coozy rap, not Coozy hey. rap and Poobah. Hev could not do it. Curse on the record. Hev could do it. You know what I mean? Hev was somebody who, you know, incorporated the dance hall in his thing. Hev was somebody who was in the mainstream, but also could hold his own. You know what I'm saying? When it came to 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 being in in any type of company, man. Like Hev was somebody who, from the time I was a little kid until I got to meet him and become his friend, somebody that was very special when it when it when it comes to this music thing. So. It's only right that, you know, that that be my last person on the top five, yo. Yo, I miss yo, I miss Heavy D so much, man. Shout out as to him, man. As, as an individual mm-hmm. and as an artist, man. That dude was so generous, man. Yep. And as a yard man, because mm. Yard man, big talk. boy. As a yard man, because you don't know we 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 are a different type of people and we think that Jamaicans run the world and that's because they do. So internet, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Cardi, man, we gotta do this over and over and over again, man. Yo, listen, you already know. Listen, this is this is family right here. You know what I'm saying? On and and off of the podcast, like it's family. Uh, you know, combat Reg, you know what it is, man. I'ma check in on you. Internet's a lot of you guys don't know. I would text. Uh, I would text Combat weekly to be like, yo, a lot. That pod that podcast was dumb, ill, yo, or 
I don't know. How would you have that crazy nigga on the show? Like, you know what <laughs> I, I mean? Don't know. Like <laughs> on the weekly, but you know, this is this is literally family, yo. This is not gonna be, you know, the last the last time at all. Um, you know, this was just because I'm I'm in your city, you know what I'm saying? And and to me, as as per usual, this is an honor. So hopefully the people that are listening to this will be able to go home and have these conversations about being the bridge. They'll talk about the young generation. They'll talk about, you know what I'm saying, the I don't like calling them the old generation because it sounds crazy, but hopefully, you know, we can start to have better conversations within hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Dash away the ageism, dash away, you know, the the racism and everything else that's that's holding us back within this hip hop thing, man. We can't let the powers that be be the people that fuel the culture. Yo, we have to fuel the culture. So that's why I, I love podcasts like this and I always support you guys because, you know, if you if y'all don't do it, I don't know, I don't know who will. Cardinal official. Big up your chest. That's our word, road yeah, boy. Man, thank you, brother. Listen. Absolutely. Party always, man. Thank you. And we're going to do this again. Yo, King, what up? Yeah, that was a dope one. Um, yo, man, again, shout out to the internet. You can rate, subscribe, and comment as usual. Tweet at us. Hit us up on the voicemail, 347. I forgot the number. <laughs> God damn it. What? Three four something. Three four seven seven four six. Okay, I got it. Three four seven seven four six two zero eight zero. Hit us up on the great on save. The, on, I know that was a great save. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been hot, King. Yo. <laughs> nah, listen, internet, man. Shout out to Cardi. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, A King, and shout out to all of y'all. You know what it is, man. Dream those dreams, and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams. Cause a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor surround sound. This nigga, right here, this nigga right here is not going anywhere. Mm. Watch and debate your moms. I'm here. Let's <laughs> go, niggas. Let's get it up. Bop, bop, bop. Bombat.